2: Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly.
1: Get ready to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues!
3: Radio! Let's have a Donny Brook! Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Ogil Corp? Are we suspended?
1: I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish
0: hockey. hockey. That's
2: right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape?
0: You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away,
1: boys.
3: Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan, And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
1: Welcome to Season 10, Episode 39 of Let's Go Blues Radio, this is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated, the church-going, wholesome kind of folk. The original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by rockin' that ID the home of getting yourself where you want to be physically, and by Brewery.com, St. Louis's wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. And yeah, for those of you in the live video... You get to see uh, a great, great t-shirt on Mr. Bill Day for uh, Center Ice Brewery. Yes. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, eight, uh, May eighteenth, two 2022. This is franchise episode number 357 all time. I'm Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the real identity behind Mighty Mouse, Kirk Price, and I have Bill Day listed as on assignment. That is not true. He's here, folks. Right there. You can see him. He's right there.
3: I
2: it's prefer playoffs, Danger so I'm Mouse.
1: I'm
3: toughing through it.
1: There you go. I like that. You prefer a you Danger Kurt? Mouse fan? Danger he, Mouse. You're a fan? I was never uh, a fan? Danger Mouse fan.
2: Oh, oh, crikey. Oh, heck. Well, That's
1: I'll fun tell fun. you, I originally had in my notes here, I had you two listed as the, the original Rescue Rangers, Bill Day and Kurt Price. Mm. But then Bill said he wasn't going to make the show, so you screwed it up, Way to
2: go. I'm more of a tailspin guy.
1: Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Uh, We'll be discussing the events of a certain round two game one As well as anything else that tickles our fancy Don't forget to find us on every social media platform And you can find us this weekend at the county fair Hanging around the dunk tank We are dual (laughs) live streaming on Facebook and YouTube So hello to our live audience and thanks for joining us Gentlemen We're back for a second show of the week, huh? Let's do this
2: I like these two shows a week
1: I do too the wife doesn't but i do
2: <clears throat> yeah it, it's, it, it's tough with the schedule but i love like it
3: yeah it's i you know i i needed to make one week of two i i was close to bailing got so much going on in uh in the personal life right now i i, I decided to tough it out despite my three and a half hours of sleep last night and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tough it out and, not be on assignment and be here with y'all tonight.
1: I love you. We love you, Bill. We're here for you. And you're drinking a a wonderful beer, which that's, hey, I just segued my own segment. Official beers of episode number 357. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Kurt's at C-Price 12. You can find me at jponder94. Bill is Billy, Blue Note 33. I will lead us off. So out of uh, my wonderful Jameson blues glass... I am drinking one of my favorite beers uh, in recent time, as I've just discovered this within about, eh, it's been about a year and a half or so. Kona Big Wave. Uh, just mm. a delightful, delightful beer. Love it. Very. Uh, It's an Adel. It's a Golden Ale. So for anybody who is a Bush Light, Bud Light, whatever fan, this, and you were like, oh, I want to try a new beer, this is the one to try. This is great stuff.
2: They have yeah, that on been, tap at the, uh, the Bomberito sweet that we ran. Yes,
3: they did. Yep. That's been my go-to beer um, f- on all occasions at uh, Enterprise Center. Um, yep. now that uh, now that the center ice beer is dried up.
1: Yeah, they've got it at that Schnook's Market now and then they got it um we come in the side entrance uh, I can't where? remember what section that's by where the band plays. That bar right mm. there, that always has Kona too. So Yep. Yeah, I pretty much am exclusively drinking Kona when I go to Enterprise Center now. Yep. What about you, Bill? I know what you uh, got, but let's tell the audience.
3: I'm going on the light, the lighter shade of pale. Is that that's a thing, right? Um, yeah. Three one Goose Island three one two lemonade shandy, very mm. very light, crisp summer ale. Um, you know. I know a couple of weeks ago you talked about cutting the grass and pounding a beer, and this is the best <laughs> one to do it with. I yep. did it this weekend, and then we looked at a house, and uh, that was oh, maybe <laughs> that was my problem. But
2: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, the beer that causes you to buy homes.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> don't yeah. but don't yeah. buy this beer, folks. It will cause you to buy a new house. <laughs> yeah,
3: whatever. It's the house is selling itself but um yeah so love it love it in the summer love it on a muggy night like tonight and i i saw what kurt had so let's let him talk about it
2: a little, little strip music please oh my Bud Light orange the good old standby summer beer which this is probably very good for pounding after a uh, after a grass cutting, which I need to cut my grass tomorrow, so that'll be that'll be a thing tomorrow.
1: I think we all have some good uh, grass cutting beer tonight.
2: Yeah, you can't be yeah. you can't be pounding a, a an imperial stout after no. cutting the grass at ninety degrees. Yeah.
1: Nope, yeah. got to be an ale, I, a shandy, something like that.
3: And I almost picked up the uh, breakfast stout for tonight, but I'm like, yeah, no, I will be slurring my
2: words.
3: Yep, five minutes into the show.
2: So So did we see Bill's shirt? We we talked about it. Did we actually see it?
1: Yeah, he pulled it up earlier, but yeah, it's Okay. Now let's see what's under the shirt, Bill.
3: Um Nobody wants that. (laughs)
2: Did did you know did you see what I had on? Yeah, I saw
3: that.
1: Yeah. My hockey team sucks. Yeah. My hockey team sucks because they Uh, sucked last night. I am nothing special. I'm just wearing my work clothes still. Still wearing my I mean it's a it's a summer button up. It's a nice light white button up, but nothing special like you guys. Is right. it linen? Is this it linen? is
2: this feels like the uh the fashion show from Slapshot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hope you have a hard to die so I never right. have to do this shit again.
2: I'll wiggle my dick at him. I'll do it. <laughs> and everyone
3: but my <laughs> wife will go
1: screaming to the exits.
3: And if I can read the card right. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. <laughs>
2: That's a great scene. Oh goodness! Uh, it's yeah. It
3: it sets up for the rest of the great movie.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, Brandon Toma says, uh, "Bud Light Orange." Internet crashing in three, two, one. It was <laughs> nice seeing you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. No kidding. We we'll also see. have uh, oh, this is, Jason's this is test Jason's, number two from that.
1: Jason Smith saying, "Let's go, Avs!" Again, and I'll respond to you, Jason, and say, uh, "Why don't you go score scoring your own goal?"
2: Let's go, Avs! Wasn't, wasn't that Jason, Jason Smith? Smith? Hey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, that was, no, no. No, that, was no. Uh, Steve. that was Mike Smith. Steve, Steve, Smith. Yeah.
3: Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yes, that's before you said it was Jeff Smith. Then you said it was Jason. Yeah, I, Smith. I did.
1: I said that on Twitter a couple yeah. weeks ago. Man, I can't get that right. Well, they all have generic right? names.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Smith. <laughs> Too many
2: people. Cost him a cup. did just m- score right. his own goalie. Cost them the cup.
1: Yes, he did. Oof. Yes, he did.
2: Oof. Mm. Rough. Uh,
1: Austin Lynch says, Jeff, congrats on winning uh, in Jason or crappy goalie's tourney. Uh, now win your own. Uh, suck it, Austin. That's all I'll say to you. Uh, and again, I will not pick Wait. you. You have won in your own. I won the first year. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what matters. My dad was still alive when I won the Ponder Cup. So... That's all that matters. In his eyes, I'm the ring champ. That's
2: all. Uh, we, we <laughs> I do believe we won the second year. Paul's team. You did right.
1: Yeah, you yeah. on Team Paul, Dustin Paul. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, great stuff. So uh, today in Blues history, courtesy of the Ad STL Blues History account. Uh, this is for May eighteenth, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, May eighteenth, nineteen eighty-one. Blake Dunlop was awarded the Bill Masterton Trophy. And Red Berenson was awarded the Jack Adams Trophy, um, so two big winners there for the Blues. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about this last show. I'm going to drop it actually here in the third in our third segment. We need to talk about the Masterton of this year. Just just reminding you fellas of that. Oh
2: right, right, yeah. yeah we never
1: talked about that.
2: Well, um, I mean, I, th- I think Blues fans are kind of perturbed.
1: Yeah, as well they should be. Uh, but I did say I didn't think Tarasenko was going to win it. I thought Carey Price, um, even though I don't I, think it's truly deserving. I think next year would be a great right. one for Price to win. Yes. But
2: I, I think yeah, he he came back and he played in five games, and it's mm. like I, I mean he he went through a number of things, right? An injury, and he had the the uh, mental health uh, uh, assistance, right? So Mark Bergman is just,
1: his
3: GM. Just, <laughs> yeah. Playing for playing for Dominique Ducharme. Back.
2: I'm I'm not ever trying to discredit, you know, what Price went through. He went through a lot, right. But uh you know he, he, he next came year back to be the
3: right year for him. Yes, right.
2: Fi yeah. coming back to play the very end of the season for five games. I mean, come on. That I mean that this is that's his for next year, right.
1: I agree with that. Uh, So May 18th, 1983, uh, the NHL rejected the sale of the St. Louis Blues to Saskatoon. So this is a day that you don't really think about. You know, we all hear the story about Saskatoon and Blues possibly going there. This is a pretty big day in Blues history for us to be able to say that we can point in the calendar and say this was the day the NHL saved us.
2: Was Ziegler commissioner then? Was that him? Sounds right. I think it was Ziegler. Maybe it was before
3: he Ziegler. Was. He was. No. Ziegler, I think, was late 70s until Gilstein Stein okay. took over right before yep. Bettman. So yep. Ziegler, was, Ziegler. Was, a,
2: yep. was a much maligned.
3: He, he was the league president. They weren't president. commissioners until Gary Commissioner, Bettman. Right.
2: Okay. Well, whatever. I, I mean, all I heard, I mean, because NHL news at that time was few and far between. You read the hockey news. And if you got satellite, you got some Canadian stations to get some good hockey news. But if you didn't have satellite and, you know, you had to scrounge for good hockey news. And, and the only news that I ever heard from Ziegler as a kid was negative. <laughs> so, but yeah. in this case, you know, him being a part of keeping the Blues in St. Louis and rejecting the sales of Saskatoon, uh, what was the owners, I guess, right? They all voted, but still, um, he works for the owners. So, cheers to Ziegler.
1: Cheers to Ziegler. Oh show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will be talking about the, uh, the Blues in Game 1 against the Avalanche, but first we're going to take a quick break uh, and hear from our friends over at Rockin' That ID Life. It's springtime, and I know in my house it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new detox box from rockinthetidlife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com or email Dustin at rockinthetidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. So in the YouTube chat, uh, Jason Smith, which I know you saw this, uh, Kurt, Uh, He says all serious. Jason Smith was the one who said go abs again uh, earlier in the show. Obviously an avalanche fan says all seriousness. I have full respect for St. Louis and their championship medal. I know they'll push back. I had abs in six. Your forward scoring depth is great. Blue line Not very good, especially with injuries. Uh, All true statements. I think we can agree with uh, Jason Smith on those. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I will say too, like this is a great series. Like hopefully this goes yeah, I, Hopefully, as Kurt just said, Bert, Ponder <laughs> and Kurt both have Blues and six, or I'm sorry, Avalanche in six. Um, so we agree mm. with you on that. But I'm hoping it at least goes seven games. That could be a lot of fun to watch.
2: Based on how yeah. it went last night, I'm, I'm praying it goes six. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, they, yeah, they uh, they have yeah. to be better in game two. Right,
3: you but, can't be much but worse. But that's mm. but that's what gives me hope. They shut them the hell down. Bennington played so well. They shut them the hell down. Had it in overtime. Didn't get a fucking shot off in overtime.
2: What the hell? You know, you know. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think this game, and I guess we can talk, generalize, and then get into the details. I think last night would have been a perfect game for Bennington to just steal when you're outplayed so bad, and you somehow miraculously make it to overtime. Uh, and get a bounce, right? Get a bounce. Someone make a play and win and just crush Colorado after they completely dominated a team. Like I've seen few teams dominate a team before and then to lose. Um, yeah. That would have been mo- right. monumental. And it didn't right. happen. So. That
1: would have right. been – that. if it wasn't for overtime, them scoring, you know, uh, when they did, that's one of those games that people say, well, Jordan Bennington can't steal you a game. Bullshit! last night that he's, would have been an epic steal right that who says that did. the blues <laughs> oh, when he was he going did through his it, slump it happened there's a right. bunch of people, of people saying say
3: it.
2: it he's only proven he's done it in the past and what do you got to do he wanted he did it in game seven of the stanley cup final right i think i the said it earlier state.
3: this season right the guy can't steal the game for us right now right right, it's right like contextual right but right, right. 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 Last night, you're right. Last night was the game to steal, and we didn't get a fucking shot on goal in overtime.
2: We had a couple of chances. We had a couple of really close chances, but it didn't get on net. Uh, but I, I, And I think we all saw this coming, didn't we? I mean, did you guys actually feel There was a time in overtime when we had the puck that I thought right.
3: we could win this. We could win this. <laughs> that one time, but, that one but, time. But,
2: but when we didn't have the puck, I felt like we were going to lose. I really oh, yeah. did. I
3: so I,
1: I felt a little opposite because we've how many times have we seen in the playoffs one team is just dominating, it, dominating play, which was Colorado, and I thought just one chance it's all it takes one shot Blues break in get an odd man rush somehow steal the puck at the point going on a two on one yeah. that's all it could take so I kept thinking like think positively they just need one chance and
2: oh I was I was thinking that but we didn't have the puck. No. <laughs> and we did have yep. it. We coughed it up every time. Yep. So it just it just I mean, anyway, we can get into it. But uh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: uh Jordan Biddington versus Darcy Kemper in this game. Uh this was the matchup all season long between these two teams. So uh Husso actually never saw the avalanche this season. Uh but uh so this so this game starts. Colorado looks pretty damn good. Uh they're the more rested team, they've come out uh, they've got a couple quick chances on Bennington. Uh, defense for the Blues looked okay to start, but it was pretty clear the Blues were not getting anything offensively going. But uh, uh, who cares? Because the Blues get the first goal. And uh, this is big because both teams in both their first-round matchups, whoever scored the first goal of the game won the game. So this was huge to get the first goal for the Blues. Ryan O'Reilly scores, put him up one nothing. A strong forecheck by the Blues and a great keep-in by Callie Rosen leads to O'Reilly getting open in front with the puck. He goes to the backhand, lifts it over uh, Kemper's glove. This was O'Reilly's seventh, seventh goal uh, in seven games in the uh, postseason. Uh, Seven-game goal streak ties the longest in the postseason of Blues history with Phil Roboito at 1972 <laughs> uh, and uh, Joey Mullen at 1982. So how about it's that? Seven? 1972, 1982, and two thousand twenty-two.
2: It's five games, right? Goal scoring streak, not seven, right?
1: I thought it was seven.
3: Mm, Am I wrong? Didn't I he score was...
1: in every game? I, I think I he, scored he scored in, in every me. game.
2: Okay, we well, didn't get I shut out, out in
3: the first in any of the games in the first series. Well,
2: okay, I mean maybe I'm I'm uh, barging up the wrong tree, but I could have sworn it was five.
3: Well,
1: you look her up while we do that I'll look her up, I'll o- look her up. I'll look her up. O'Reilly tied yeah. uh, David Perron and Pavel Dimitro For 10th place in Blues history With his 18th playoff goal Which, I mean, that's pretty good He's been here four years uh, Not really known as a goal scorer More of a playmaker But uh, obviously, uh, comes up big when you need him to
2: Five games
0: Is it
1: five games? He,
2: uh, he scored, uh, yeah uh, The In the, uh, let's see he was a minus three, uh, one of the losses in Minnesota, I guess the first loss to Minnesota, and no points. And then his in the, uh, in the second loss to Minnesota, he had a goal, and that's where it started. So he had a goal to f- in the last four games versus Minnesota, and then he had the uh, goal last night.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Well, there you go. Thanks for the correction. Glad somebody's paying attention.
2: Now he scored in six of the last seven. He yeah, scored in the uh, right. opening, the opening game against Minnesota.
1: Okay, so five games, five goals. My bad. Yes. Yes. So, anyway, so what would you guys think, this goal here? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, at this point, I think Colorado's dominating, but the Blues get on the board first.
3: Right, and they did something that they didn't do a whole lot of later in the game, and that was have a decent four check. Like you said, great pinch by Callie Rosen, and they got a great bounce. You know, McCarr kind of flubbed it and bounced and O'Reilly was able to get behind him with it on his backhand. And with that stick, he's dangerous on the backhand. And he
2: that was just popped it. It was a nice uh yeah, like you said, it was it was a nice forecheck. Um, you know, and God's gift to defenseman, Kael McCarr, you know, coughs it up, turns it over off O'Reilly, off Shen, <laughs> bounces back to O'Reilly, who's in behind the defense, and then just cuts it and then just puts it top shelf.
1: Uh, right. Santini was apparently recalled from Springfield today. Did you guys see that? No. Not sure no. why that is.
2: Mm. What do you mm-hmm. know?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, they're going to go, mm-hmm. they're going to go, uh, 12, six, probably. 12 forward six defenseman. So I'm not sure yeah, why they'd be doing that he's defenseman.
1: Up. So why are you pulling him up?
2: I know. I know. As I'm saying, they're going one less D so I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, period. Some,
3: somebody's got to be injured.
1: Yeah, maybe, or Or somebody's at
2: least
3: a
1: a game time decision, maybe. Yeah. Uh, So we'll see.
2: Uh, So we'll see see who's not. We'll see who's not in the morning skate, or who is a no show in the morning skate. Because if someone's a no show in the morning skate, that explains why he's being recalled. Mm
1: -hmm. Mhm. So the first period ends with the Blues up one, nothing. Eight shots for Colorado, seven for St. Louis. So the shots look pretty equal, but I think at this point we'll, we'll all agree that Colorado had the better end of the play, um, and it just was like, okay, well, Blues are up one nothing, continues this path, looking good for the Blues. Uh, but unfortunately, in the second period, the Avs get on the, the board, and um, Valeri Nichushkin scores at three fourteen to tie the game at 1. Uh, there's an offensive zone faceoff for the Avalanche. The puck ends up on the near boards. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Braden Shen – uh, goes to the puck and then peels off and yeah. uh, lets Miko you know, Rantanen take the puck because he was covering well, the point.
2: Well, he's covering the point, but then Pareko goes to cover Rantanen, right? And Pareko is supposed to take him, and Pareko pins him against the boards and apparently extremely softly because Rantanen just peels right off and has the puck still and goes. Yep. I was I was disappointed in at first in Shen like peeling off. But then, okay, he's letting Pareko take him, so we don't hit, we're not we, we're not leaving guys wide open. But then Pareko doesn't do his job and tie him up. So at that point, like, though, ah.
1: with it with it being ratting in on the boards, I want both guys going to him. Go ahead yeah. and, and leave that Maybe. point man open. Take the puck from him.
2: Maybe, but I mean, they could have had a game plan. You know, you want you don't be don't 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 force all your men against the boards. You know, and right. leave guys open they, back door because they end up scoring back door here.
3: Yeah, but it, they clearly had a game plan because it's almost a carbon copy right. in in terms of the coverage on the um the game winner or the or the the next avalanche goal but yeah i thought i thought the coverage was terrible but i thought what the avalanche started doing had started doing at that point and was the theme on all of their goals was you know even though that one was kind of from a bad angle they were shooting through traffic Right. Bennington yep. didn't track it the whole way and he kicks it out to the slot. Nobody's got no and he buries it.
1: Yeah. So it bounces off uh player. Well, he gets it in front. Uh, Ranton does, uh, puts it off McKinnon and Bennington ends up making the save, bounces across to Chushkin, picks it up, puts it quickly back uh, the net uh, for the tying goal. Letty also, 1-1. Yeah,
2: also did not. not look good on that. <laughs> He didn't stick with him. Natchushin got behind him and got, away, and got away from Letty, and Letty, you know, didn't stick with him. And it was it was a, a couple of things. To me, for me, it was a couple things. I didn't like, you know, I'd like to see Shen continue and just plow into Ranton in there, give him a hit, mm-hmm. um, and then and then peel and then bounce off him and go back. Um, but he didn't. So then I'm like, okay, it's Preko's man, and Preko failed to do his job. Um, and then Letty lets Natchushin get away. So is it was a, kind of a breakdown? In a couple places there for me.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, definitely. Yeah. You can't point the finger to any one player, but you can point the finger at a lot of players. Uh, I think Bennington played this well. Um, I think he thought that sticks were tied up in front and uh, which I mean, he just reacted and made a really good save, I thought, on the initial shot. But yeah, unfortunately, that rebound popped right into Chushkin. He was uncontested. Mm mm-hmm. So about eight minutes into the period, it uh, looked like the uh, the Avalanche had a good chance to go up 2-1. Bennington makes a highlight reel save, albeit on a whiffed shot from Eric Johnson. Uh, Bo Byram <laughs> sends it across the ice on a pretty pass. Johnson cradles and shoots, but Bennington dove across and uh, ends up grabbing the puck with his glove as it's sliding along the ice. Uh, you got to think if 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 EJ gets any wood on that, that's probably going to yeah. go in the net. But, sure. I mean, how many times, and I hate to, again, pick on a forward, Blues goalie, but how many times do we see a play like uh, this and Jake Allen would just let the shot come through, wide open cage, you know, to see a guy like, like Binnington make the attempt still, even if it would have been a, a, a high shot, to come over and try to make the save. You got to love it. And a situation like this where the, the player whiffs, that's the right play. And he was able to cover Blues get the uh, defensive zone face off.
3: Yeah, you know 2018 what with- Jake Allen is in goal for the Oilers tonight. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a good deflection out in the slot, but 5-1. Oh, five, um, five
2: uh, you know what bugged me about this after this goal was the, the, the play-by-play crew? They, and Pang was the guy who brought it up. He was like, Oh, his arm's extended. That's got to hurt the shoulder. That's got to. And they were right. basically assuming he hurt his shoulder on that play. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. weird to me. I mean, yeah. he didn't show that, any sign I, of it hurting him at all. Right. there,
3: That was the most non sequitur thing that I've yeah. heard Peng do. Um, yeah. and, and I'll tell you, you know, from f- the way that he got the puck with his glove is not. The way you want to it was palm down and you want to try to have the glove on the side um to keep it from from rolling and you know it, it's a testament to the whiff and when when you were saying you know if if ej gets anything on that what i was thinking is if that's
2: kale mccarr not ej that's a goal oh yeah
3: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah but we know we know ej yeah we do
2: yeah, yeah. i mean but it's such you know it's playoffs it's bang bang it's like get the puck on net as quick as you can um and right if i guess if he has to do over again he takes his time because he's got more net to shoot at um but still i mean it's he got it on net and it was going in but bennington you know did the job
1: doesn't give up relentless that's what i love about him Uh, so the Avs score, do score again, make it 2-1 at eleven thirty two of the second period. Sam Girard gives the, the Avalanche the lead. The Avs work it around after dumping it in, and Girard takes a slapper from the top of the faceoff circle. Rookie Scott Perunovich goes down to block it, but it eludes him, and he screens Bennington in the process. It beats Bennington between the legs, and the Avs go up 2-1. I saw some people, and maybe you guys will agree, which is fine. I did see some Avalanche fans saying that this was one Bennington should have had, Uh, Mm. I disagree. I think he had no way of seeing that puck, and he just reacted. He saw Mm. Perunovic go down, and I think he thought, and he obviously saw the guy wind up, but I don't think he thought this puck's getting through. I better just be ready in case it squirts through Perunovic slowly, and I got to cover it. I don't think he thought that the full shot was going to get through to him because there's no way he could have seen that.
3: Yeah, no, it was was – a great screen by Perunovic unfortunately.
2: <laughs> yeah, and 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 when a guy goes down to block a shot, you know, I guess typically you're expecting a goalie you to block the shot. You're him to block the shot, and if he doesn't, the puck's coming up high. Mm-hmm. Right? It goes over the leg or something. And, yeah, and that's and probably what Pintis looking for. Yeah. And I mean, that's just that's that's hockey, you know, uh if you can't see the puck, you got to hope it hits you and just play big and it found a hole and it is what it is. It's I am not, I'm not down on Bennington for that goal at all. I, you know, you, you can't see it. That's tough.
1: Well, and yeah. I'll add too that. That's a, I mean, whether he meant to or not, that's a perfectly play shot by Gerard. Cause if he gets it any higher, it is hitting Perunovic. And there's yep. a good chance if it doesn't hit Perunovic, it's hitting Bennington in the leg pad. So, I mean, he put that right well, where he
2: needed to. You go down, you got to block the shot. I blocked the shot. And that was the right. case on two of the Avs goals the one yes. in overtime in this one, you, yep. you, yeah. you can have like, I mean, we'll get to it, but I mean, if you're going down to block it, this is the playoffs, you block the shot. Yep. And uh, how many times in this game did the Avalanche knock stick, not knock, knock pucks out of midair with their sticks? They, yep. they got, they got legs in the way of passes, sticks in the way. They blocked a shit ton of things. The blues tried to do. And then when they didn't, the blues couldn't complete a pass anyway. Yeah. So uh, I thought the Avalanche did an excellent job in general of, you know, Blues trying to saucer passes left and right, you know, up the boards or whatever, and, and they'd throw the stick out, you know, a foot and a half off the ice, knock it out of the air and disrupt yep. the play. That happened a lot. And that just, just kills momentum. It it kills your transition. It uh, leads to a turnover. And that happened, I don't know, it, I would say I saw at least ten times the Blues tried to make a play, saucer pass, knocked on midair.
1: Yep, and Moore. I'll say too that, that, you know, we bitch about the way the Blues looked. The fact that there was a lot of plays where the, they were just missing breakout passes, oh, passes mm-hmm. across the crease. Everything was just off. Simple you gotta, you gotta. Well, you got to wonder that if a lot of that comes because they know Colorado's blocking everything, maybe I need to have my lead pass go a little bit further than usual you know? and hope my guy gets there. But at the same time, you, know, you can't let that disrupt your game and you can't let that completely dictate how you're playing the game. You just need to go out there, State. play the way you know you can, for, you know, make those passes and make Colorado stop those those saucer passes in the middle.
2: To me, if yeah. you're not stopping those plays, that you're, Colorado's in your head because yes. so many plays from just like 15 foot passes, you know, from from the center I dot up to left wing, a guy breaking, they pass and it's like five feet out of his reach, and, and there's they were just flubbing easy plays when Colorado wasn't pressing the the puck carrier, and wasn't pressing the uh the guy that the pass was intended to get to and they just missed passes that happened a lot too so when you're not when you are com- the saucer passes they're getting knocked in the mid air and you're not completing simple transition passes you're you're fucked because you I mean you against Colorado you either have to slow them down by putting body on body or have the puck so they don't and the blues did neither in this game and Colorado just kept coming
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah, um, going back to to the goal, you know, I, I mentioned before how it was kind of a carbon copy on the defensive coverage. Tarasenko was the one on this play that peeled off, uh, had a chance to press when the the puck was in uh, the corner, had a chance to press a guy, but Thomas was coming on and Thomas didn't get there. Tarasenko peeled off, and they just pressed the like allowed them to move the puck around the perimeter and gets to Gerard he takes the shot and Perunovic you know gets in the way and doesn't block it it's you know i emblematic of the shitty d zone coverage right the the lack of pressure and but i also you know thought Perunovic is seeing a lot of 5 on 5 play in this game and so I was wondering, and, you know, you brought up with um, Santini uh, getting called up. Was somebody injured, Ooh. right? Who was out there? I hope, yeah, it's, not, is...
2: I hope it's not to replace Perunovic because.
3: Yeah he, yeah, he needs I... to be in the lineup. Yeah. But I but I also thought, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. If there's a game in a series that you want to see if Perunovic gets exposed as a defenseman in, a, in the series, it's got to be game one, right? You're. You know, maybe if you win game one, you can do it in game two. But I think he, with, he was off, out, He was out there
2: often, yeah, uh, which I liked. You know, I, and I think with Krug out, you, Prunovich is a no brainer. You have to play him. I mean, uh, on that mm-hmm. power play, um, right. Yeah, I think you you have to have Bertuzzo in there for his shot blocking on the PK a kill. Yeah, I mean that penalty kill. And, and, so, I mean, who are you going to take out? I mean. Uh, Miklo or
3: Rosen. Rosen, right? I guess Rosen. Rosen, yeah. But Rosen Rosen has played very well over the last three and, or four games.
2: And Rosen's a puck mover. So I mean yep. you you can't you can't take that out of the lineup because I mean you can't run and gun with their, with uh, with Carolina with uh, Colorado, I'm Arizona, Carolina, uh Colorado, but uh you you still need to try at times. You got you got to have a transition game. Yep. So
1: uh, so, at the end of the second period, Avalanche leading in shots in that period, 19-9. to 9, uh, Kind of a trend here we see going forward. But a uh, lot of shots in this game. Bennington playing well. Defensive coverage not there. Offensive possession not there for the Blues. And uh, you kind of hope that, uh, you know, because the second period's been their period. But like I saw somebody <laughs> say on Twitter, this was vintage Blues. This was 2019 Blues because that was – by far their weakest period, so uh, not a good look for the Blues here in the second period.
2: No, <laughs> no, and it was just, and again, not to beat a dead horse, but from where I'm sitting watching the game, they couldn't do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. if you looked at the, the the heat the heat map, the zone times, uh, it was just totally skewed, um, Colorado. And if you looked at the deserved a win meter that they have out there. Colorado Oops. was like 85% to 15 something like that and deserved to win. It was nuts. Um, and I was I, and I think I said this a couple times on Twitter, the blues were I mean, how is this a 2 to 1 game? They they've hit five mm-hmm. posts, which is interesting to me because you hear a lot of some chatter online about how well, you know, it should be 7 to 1 because they they are at least 5 to 1. Colorado could have a few more goals because of these posts. I'm like, "Okay, hold on." You can't say it should have been a goal. I mean, they came very close. It's as close as you can get. But no, it's it's no different than going wide. It, it is a shot. It's not even a shot on goal. So
0: let, I,
2: let me... I, I, I saw a number of that is like, oh, well, it should be 5 or 6 to 1. Well, no. They just came really close and missed. It's this, just... is,
1: this is a good spot for Bill to interject. Uh, that was a question that, uh, well, a question I've always had with particular goalies. Goalies will always say, and I've always joked that it's because, like, oh, they just want to sound awesome. Uh, that they play it to where, yeah, if you hit the post, that's fine because I've got the angle. You had nothing to shoot at. That, like, like Kurt just said, that's like going wide. Is that your stance on it, Bill? Too like, obviously, I know there's going to be exceptions, but when when a team is just nailing the post over and over. Is that the goalie saying, hey, I've got the angle. Go ahead and hit that post.
3: Yeah. Well, it, it, it's there's, you know, there's obviously going to be luck in it because it hits the post. It can do crazy things. But, you know, as a goalie, yeah, every time the, you hear the post ring behind you, you're like, I had it. I had the position well enough. Um, even, even on those times where you're five feet out of position and they hit a post on an empty net, yeah, you claim it. It's, it's what we do. Um, but no, it's, you know, I, I, I thought Bennington's positioning and I, I thought they were trying to be extra fine and, and that's what yeah. happens when teams are extra fine. They, they miss the margins and that, that, seemed to happen a lot, but you have to give a goalie credit either. He's in their head or he's playing positioning positionally very well, more than likely it's a combination of the two. And right now, you know, again, also, he Bennington is the by far the best player on this team.
2: Yeah. And also I think uh the number of posts is a testament to how many chances Colorado had. Yeah. You know, they had so many chances. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and, and the more chances you get, I mean if you're not scoring, you're probably hitting some more posts. So that's just, I mean they had so many shots and so many attempts on net. Was it over 100? Attempts on net? Oh, it was it was a lot. I, think. I can't remember. It was quite a bit. So Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh yeah. Nathan it, Toth in the YouTube chat says, I don't understand how a goal post is part of a goal structure yet still doesn't count as a shot on goal. Uh, I think I can explain that and guys feel free to tell me I'm wrong. Um, Basically uh, the puck. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, The puck has to either go in the net or hit the goalie in, in to be counted as a shot. So it's one or the other. So if you hit 10 posts, that's, you know, and they say, well, they had, you know, 50 shots and, uh, you know, 48 uh, were stopped by the goalie. But there are these 10 that hit the post, too. So let's throw that in the goalie right. save category. That's not right. how it works. Uh, so that's why those right. don't count. They count as wide
2: shots. Well, the puck wasn't right. going in.
3: It, right. oh, and and the goalie, did, the key is that the goalie didn't make the save. It hit right. the post it, and it shouldn't count as a shot because it diminishes no. save percentage and that's pretty much it
2: if it hits the post post and goes goes in if it hits the post and goes
0: in then it's obviously that's
3: that's where you start getting into the you know into the more advanced the advanced stat stuff right you're you're counting shots shot attempts rather than shots on goal because there are those kinds of you know idiosyncrasies about you know that 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 distinction between a shot on goal and a shot off a post so um can you well,
1: and let's add, too, that when the uh, – well, let's say the, the shot's going wide and the goalie, you know, reaches out and gloves it and holds on, they don't count that as a shot either. So just because the goalie plays it doesn't Usually. mean that it counts Usually. as a shot. Right. Depends, depends on the shotkeeper, true. Depends
3: homer away. Yeah, um,
1: but yeah. for the most and part, it, it's not supposed to be counted.
2: Kenny Jaworski said this in a lot fewer words than we just did. The shot is right. simply not on net if it hits the post. It's not going in, so it's not a shot right. on goal, period.
3: right. Right, and you know the, the point before was you know not understanding how it's a part of the actual goal structure, but doesn't count as a shot on goal. It's it's just well, it the, comes the, down well, to right a goalie didn't make a save.
2: The net is part of the structure, and you can mm-hmm. shoot it wide, wide right, and it grazes the net. You know, it's right. that's not and a it shot on goal. No, not. no.
1: Uh, yeah. Jason Smith, which let me uh, let me go ahead and say this, boys. Uh, clearly, an Avalanche fan must have. I'm guessing you found us on Twitter using the go as go hashtag or whatever it was uh just want to thank you for tuning in to a blues podcast clearly yep. you're an intelligent hockey fan not because you listen to us although that does help but because <laughs> you want to hear what the other team's uh fans and analysts and all that are saying that's the kind of stuff that's, i love to do that's too
2: half the fun of playoffs yeah. is to interact or at least listen to the other teams like, uh, you know, sports talk radio or podcasts or discussion forums or whatever, just to see the viewpoint from the other side. I find that extremely interesting.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that makes for a more intelligent hockey fan because you're you're seeing it from the other side. Are these guys seeing what I'm seeing? What's the difference? And I, I love it. So welcome to the show, Jason. Glad you could join us. Uh, he says fair point to an extent, but Comper beating uh, him dead to rights and losing the puck with an empty net ej's as you mentioned uh Lekkanen fans on wide open net we all know hockey is a game of fraction of inches yes it definitely sure. is
2: sure yeah and and, and 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 a good chunk of the shots that hit posts aren't because that's all the goal they gave him either there's room sometimes to to you know but I mean it's a it's a small window it's a it's a very fine line sometimes and sometimes they miss and uh, you're asking a lot of a guy to like like people got on Brad Marchand uh, big time in Boston for the chance he had on Bennington in game seven. Uh, the one-timer from the slot, the Bennington slides over with his blocker, but it hits him in the, like the, the web uh, the, uh, under the arm. Yeah. And he had all kinds of net to shoot at, but put it right in the middle so Bennington could get over and got a piece of it. And they were ripping yeah. on him. I'm like, dude, I mean, he got a really good shot off, and it was dead center on net. It just, I mean, you're asking you guy to pick corners in a, in a high-pressure situation. That's pretty rough.
1: It's hard to do. Shit, I can't pick corners when I've got nobody on me in an empty net. Uh, But I'm also terrible. Uh, So, guys, I'm going to call an audible here, and uh, we'll go ahead and take our break real quick, and we'll come back. and We'll talk about the third period and overtime between the Blues and Avalanche in game one.
2: Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2 4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town, so check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go, Blues!
1: So, uh, third period starts here, and halfway through the third, the Avalanche have a great A chance again to take the 3 1 lead. But Bennington again comes up huge. Uh, Nazem Kadri and uh, Arturi Lekkinen break in with uh, Pareko and Buchnevich rushing back. Kadri takes a those shot.
2: Four names are a mouthful.
1: <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Good Lord.
2: Uh, <laughs> a lot of consonants in those names. Yes, there is. Very, very few vowels.
1: Uh, I, 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 I powered through it. I'm, I'm happy for myself. I'm going to take a shot of liquor when I get upstairs. Uh, Cadre takes the shot stopped by Bennington, but the puck comes back out to the slot. Uh, Lekinen one times it to a seemingly open cage, but Bennington comes back across, stretches out and gets it with his arm to keep the puck out. Still a two, one game for the avalanche at this point. And, uh, one that that was one. And, and I know this is a total announcer thing to do. But the minute he makes that save, I looked, about, I looked over at my wife and I said, "Remember that one, because that was massive." And clearly, it came up big for the Blues later in the game.
2: I think we are fortunate too that the, the shot was partially fanned on, but right. yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, there was, as there as was a,
3: backside pressure too, but yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. If you have that that yawning of a cage, and mm-hmm. the Avs had that twice, right? EJ and that, and yeah i must have missed the comfort chance i didn't get to see the entire game because of the aforementioned house stuff going on but uh yeah if if you do that twice in a game that's got to be frustrating and you know like jason smith said it's hockey god um you know bad bounce stuff going on
2: sure if you hit six posts in a game it's like come on (laughs) one of these has to you know hit the post and go in no, I, I agree with of that. The that gods. It's
1: just bad luck, hockey yeah, gods. They're hating on Edmonton right now. Well, uh, Jason they, Smith.
2: Uh, Jason Smith actually said, I, "I actually started listening to you guys last year's regular season. That's exactly why I listen to you guys, and while we don't always <laughs> agree and have our own biases on uh, and balance, you guys are very knowledgeable and fair. Well that's very appreciative. Thank you very much. Thank we you, try. sir. Yep.
3: Yeah, Zach Hyman more, just man. scored we... the NHL '94 goal. Oh, I didn't oh, did see. He, it. Did oh, yeah. Was it a wraparound? Out, I guess came out from behind the net. Oh the slapshot. Yep, glove save. Oh boy, or glove side. He's he's oh. picking apart. Yeah. Oh boy.
0: Oh, he brought uh, the perruzol. Yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you, yeah. Jason. By the way, uh, and comment more often if you listen to the live show because um yeah you what you the insight you're bringing is awesome. So thank you. Uh, so. Yeah, let's watch this replay. Um, it is it is. Behind the net, out Br- the brief side. intermission, yep. folks. Yes,
2: yeah, exactly what it was, except it's a wrist shot, not a slap shot. Yeah, I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. That's I'm
1: watching now. Oh my goodness! No,
2: no. <laughs> oh
1: man! Oh, yep. NHL ninety four all the way.
3: Yep. Uh, this uh, this series is already fun. Ten yep. goals.
2: Yeah, goals. I thought
1: I thought Calgary was going to run away with this the way they yeah. broke out. But, man, it's 6-4, end of the second.
2: Yep. Adam yeah. and his offense, you never know.
1: Does Calgary still got marketing in there?
3: Uh,
2: yes.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah, I know I saw Mike Smith got pulled earlier. Uh, all right. So, uh, get to the Blues goal here. Uh, Blues tied up a 2-2 when uh, Jordan Kyrou scores on the power play. It was towards the end of it. Uh, The Avs cleared it out, but Justin Falk made a very alert play, shoots it back to the far boards while the Avalanche are changing, and uh, Kyrou's there to carry it in. I'll credit the Avalanche. They changed pretty damn quick, and they got back pretty quick. But Kyrou just makes a great play. He actually lost the puck at one point on a poke, but got it back, comes into the slot, shoots it low, beats Kemper under the leg. Uh, Whipped on the shot, too. What's that?
2: Partially flipped on the shot, too.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, just a a great, I thought, again, a great play by the Avalanche to hustle back. He was swarmed. I think there was four of them on him, and he still was able to get that shot off and beat Kemper low.
2: Well, let's talk about the penalty that led led to this power play, too. What did you guys think of the call, the holding call in the corner? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: That was on. Who was that on? Tiggs. He wrapped Tiggs. his arms around him. I, I thought yeah. it was. I thought it's it's probably not not going to get called in a, a game six or seven, but I thought it was a penalty.
2: It, I, I think it's a it's absolutely a penalty, but <laughs> I I don't think it's a penalty. In in with less than four five minutes to go in the game in a in a playoff game, I don't think that's a penalty. I mean I people are like oh if it's a penalty in the first you you'd be a penalty in the third okay but i agree to me, but that wasn't point,
1: that, that wasn't a penalty in the first that was my point was like I know. you have let I know. everything go to this point and now you're calling everything they yeah. called three penalties at the end of the third period you didn't call shit all game well, not that it was a dirty game it wasn't this,
2: this had to have been had to have been an opportunity just to give the blues a power play because colorado had had two already in the game and you know, if they don't call this here, the Blues may not get a power play the entire game, and then maybe they don't like that look. I don't know, but yeah, I agree. I, tell you it's but a penalty. I hate that. I yeah, I do too. But it had to be a case where they're looking for a chance to give the Blues a power play. It had to be.
1: I guess, but yeah, I, I hate that look. I to me, I'd rather just bitch about them not having a power play. Cal Colorado was clean the entire game. I'd prefer that. I thought over... they
2: were. I thought they kind of were. were. I didn't see a whole lot. I was I the only thing I had to complain about was earlier in the third period uh on, on right wing uh, coming into the zone. Uh, there was a dump in and he was checked and uh, he kind of went, you know, skates over over ass and uh, down never had the puck. And I thought that was a clear interference I could have called that easily, I didn't do it. So, I don't have a problem with them calling this because I was I was kind of irritated if that play wasn't called a penalty. Um, so the Blues got one here. But I really aside from that I didn't really have any complaints about the officiating. I didn't see a whole lot of stuff they could have called.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that that was my again, that was my gripe was I thought that was a ticky-tack penalty yeah. to call late in a game that you haven't called any penalties except the one. So And that's how you always see
2: you always see defensemen do that. They 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 put the the stick around the side of the front and wrap it around and uh now, if the other if the other players trying to move their, their skates are getting held up, that's a penalty. But simply just doing that is not a penalty. You've got to hold mm-hmm. him up somehow. And I don't think he held him up at all. But whatever. No, we'll take it.
1: Uh, so Brandon Toma, I loved his comment here. Uh, up for a comment of the show because it's funny. Because I always make fun of Kurt for this, um, but I do it too when I'm hosting. <laughs> uh, quote, quote. Let's watch this. Now that's great podcast content. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's so funny because like Kurt every now and then we'll be, you know, cause we've always got hockey on in the background and Kurt will say something like, Oh, did you see this play? Oh, okay. Wait. You know, like, and I'll wait, well, you'll wait for me to catch up. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great content for the podcast. But now try- that I'm hosting, I notice I do the same shit because we're sitting here watching to, the same game,
2: try to explain what we're doing. But yeah, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to, to get the f- people caught up on what we're actually trying to look at on the screen. Like something interesting happened. I don't want to talk about it, but I don't want to ruin it because you haven't seen it if I'm ahead of you. You know what I mean? So it's kind of weird. <laughs> yep. Uh,
3: no, my, my point back to Brandon was we know how hardcore our fans are of this podcast, and they're going to Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Mood, and s- sync it up on the third growl of the luchi start the game, start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. So they can get the full experience. That's right.
1: Uh, so in this game, the last, at eight, well, 1841 of the third period, Braden Shen gets a high-sticking penalty. Uh, fairly controversial call in the neutral zone. What were your guys' thoughts on this call?
2: I, well, the, from the, this is the rule book. This is the rule as it's written. NHL Rule 60.2 uh, states that a minor penalty for high-sticking is called when the stick of a player makes contact with a player above the height of the shoulders which most players is around five foot or so, you know, five-ish. And this this stick infraction was below the waist, right? Thigh high, something like that. So, I mean, yeah, he got him in the face. He cracked him in the face. um, But it's not at shoulder height, above shoulder height. Um, So how much you want to read into that rule. Also, you could say that Shen was interfered with, too. That could have been a bad Right.
1: And that was my right. point. Is that, that if you're going to call Shen, you, I can't remember who it was on. Vlad it both. was Manson. 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 If you're going to call Shen, you got to call Manson too.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they should have called both. Yeah.
3: Did you see the, the rules breakdown with Koharski? On I did. On both of those? He defended he said it. He, and, he said you had to control your stick. Of all time. Right. And that's not, what time. In, that's, that's not what you just read in the rule book, right? That's not. He's,
2: yeah. That's not in the rules, actually. It's just something right. that they say.
3: It's. Right. And and it's it's him. Like Tocket, I don't know if you caught it at the very end before uh Koharski walked off, but Tockett said, Hey, props for you sticking by your boys tonight.
2: They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, nice. That was it yeah. also disagreed with the uh penalty in the corner, the holding that led to the blue yeah. car play. He didn't yep. like that. I didn't even yeah. Koharski defended uh you know uh, that play too. So yeah. I think I think yeah, he's I, being honest. I do. I just think he's I just think he's, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, it's not, that's not the way it's written in the rule book. So why, you, why you, why are you saying that? I, I think he truly believes it. I just don't know why. Uh,
1: I, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I, uh, I, I, some, that was the, that, well, that was the comment that I saw some people, even blues fans defending the call saying, well, you got to control your stick at all times. First of all, he did until that happened. Uh, he was trying to break away from being interfered with, right. and he ends up hitting the guy in the face. Way, excuse me, way below the shoulders. Oh, uh, because oh because he's. Oh, it hasn't happened for me yet. Whatever this is, <laughs> um, so he's trying to break away. He's interfered with, and and I'm fine. Again, I'm fine with that call. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, <laughs> Edmonton wow. on the
2: rush, two on yep. one, score yep. right? Yeah. He's six five, five now, six to five. Love Ooh. it. I love this. Rivalry.
1: Oh, it's great. Well, Hopefully, we see some is fights David too.
3: Right off is junk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, so I think if you're going to make this call, like so you've, your other officials need to come over and say, okay, the other reason that stick flipped out and hit him was because he was being interfered with. You got to call them both, you know. And somewhere you've got four <laughs> officials on the ice, and I know they don't do this, but they should confer. And and him Let, say, hey, it's late in the game. It's two two. This game's heading to overtime. What happened? Did I miss anything? Oh yeah, that dude was getting interfered with. Throw them both in the box. Okay, let's be honest. Really. Problem solved. If
2: we're if we're talking about what you got to call, technically by the book, um, Shin was interfered with, and he didn't high stick. Mm. I mean, technically. So technically, if we're gonna be you know nitpicky here. The Blues should have had a power play here. And how big would that have been? With the Blues' power play? Uh, 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 Colorado's penalty kill is is uh, mediocre. It's middle of the pack. Um, and the Blues' power play is deadly, as they showed uh, earlier, just a little bit before this. So, yeah. I, it would have been – I was – that would have been a ballsy call, too, to get the Blues' two power plays at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and, again, and I'm fine with them not uh, – I get that it's a bang, it's a bang, bang hockey play, so I'm fine with him saying I gotta call something, but don't just call one, like call the reaction, call both. Yeah, they both. Yeah, maybe his stick was below the waist, but it still got the guy in the face. I gotta call that. Fine, I'm fine with that, but you gotta call them both. You can't just have it be the one.
2: I'm, I'm not fine with that because it's not a penalty.
1: <laughs> I agree, but
2: I mean, that's how it I mean, goes. I, I I do understand what you're saying. You see a stick at the face, you want to call it, right? But, yeah, Shen, Shen was adamant. And Shen was saying it was like a, a foot off the ice. Well, it wasn't quite that low. <laughs> yeah. It was It was I mean, below the, yeah, the waist. Oh, sure, it was low. Yeah, it was below the waist. Oh, sure, it was way low. Was yeah. low. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was right. Shen was right. And he had, he, he destroyed right. the uh, penalty box camera, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. I wonder who pays for that. I think the Blues get fined uh, for that.
2: Uh, it's, yes, it's probably collateral damage, you know, the cost of doing business, maybe. I don't know.
1: And they probably
2: had um, insurance for it. Kenny yeah, Jaworski
1: yeah. says, the hockey guy called it the right call, but all of you know much more about hockey than me. He says all four of you. I don't know if he's talking about Bill's dog, who I think was just on camera, or if he's talking the about right the hockey Paul, guy.
2: The right the high stick, or the hold? Yeah.
1: The, heist, uh, the high stick.
2: How did he break it down? Because the rule says otherwise. I'm just going by the rule.
1: No, I agree. Uh, I'm with you. Um
2: yeah, I'd... unless the unless the unless the rule says, unless the rule states, if you hit a player above his shoulders, but it doesn't say that. It says above shoulder so height. So say you
1: read the rule book,
2: it says above shoulder height. Above, it says makes contact with a player above the height of the shoulders. So what? How? How do you interpret that? Do you interpret that as wherever I, the shoulders are? I that's interpret- where the height is? I interpret, interpret as it as normal standing of a player.
1: A player standing, maybe even crouched a bit, but to be down <laughs> that low, I yeah. mean, come on, there, there's no way that's a penalty. How do you expect now, if everybody's skating that low, they're going to get hit in the face with a stick five times yeah. a shift?
2: I mean, I've seen that. So I've, we, I've seen players get high stick before, knee level when on their hands and knees, and not get called. I'm just yeah. saying. What I, about seen
3: what about if a player is laying flat on the ice, and they get hit in the head? They are at shoulder level.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: Well. <laughs> their body's a plank. They're, they're at shoulder level. Uh, it, shoulder level. There shouldn't be a call for high sticking in those cases. Agree. Agreed. It depends Maybe on who, how you interpret.
2: Yeah. It, de- it depends how you interpret uh, the, 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 the definition as far as height of the shoulders. Is it height of the shoulders wherever the shoulders are at? So anything above the shoulders, wherever the shoulders are? Or is it height of the shoulders... You know where shoulders are normally at
1: i liked uh one of the tweets i saw somebody said uh that's not even a high sticking penalty on nathan gerby
2: <laughs> <laughs> i like the hockey guy too i think he's he's very matter of fact with his yeah. stuff he does a good job.
1: Admit, i've actually never watched
2: he's got a whiteboard and uh he he is very very matter of fact knows his stuff you know <clears throat> oh uh, I thought oh,
1: you
3: guys oh, were oh, talking oh. about Jeff Gordon on the post-dispatch
2: oh no 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 <laughs> self-proclaimed hockey guy yeah uh that I know some... was I sat that next always... to
1: him for a year I could tell some stories
2: always made me cringe don't you know with, with that, do that hockey guy yeah you are not the hockey yeah. guy
1: yeah <laughs> well uh, so going into OT here, fellas, uh, Josh Manson scores for the game. One win, uh, goes through a maze of players in front of Bennington, Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich both were out to block it, but the puck eludes them as Manson slaps it from the point. Bennington made a number of great saves during the sequence right before this, but he gets beat on a shot that he clearly could not see. Uh, both of you, I think have mentioned this previously with, with this goal, but, those guys are going out to block that shot. You have got to make sure you're going to block it. It's an overtime. Two, uh, two of your own teammates are screening you. That puck has to get blocked. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Bennington stood no chance.
2: No. Nope. Bruce Navis couldn't block it. He tried to. Thomas couldn't, didn't. And it looked like Falk could have but didn't try. He had a stick tied up of a abs forward and it looked like he was just trying to let Bennington see the puck. Yeah. You know, he just like, fine with you just, uh, I, uh, For him. I guess I, I don't know. Maybe an overtime is coming through traffic. Yeah. Anyway, if you see it get a uh, knock it, I mean, block it. I don't know. Block I'm, it. I'm, I'm, his, I'm
1: fine. His, if his you don't there, have a good body position, I'm fine with just letting the goalie see it.
3: Right. His job there isn't to block the shot. That's that is the forwards going out to the point, right? That that's on them. Falk did the right thing, trying to tie up the guy in case of a rebound. And Which he unfortunately great. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, it was a very well-placed shot that, you know, threw traffic. And that's that's the yeah. thing. All three Av's goals took advantage of traffic. They do that better than any team in the league, especially against the Blues, and especially against Jordan Bennington. You know, Binner played his heart out. It was heartbreaking to see the Blues not get not get really any sniffs in in the overtime period. The Avalanche thirteen shots. The Blues zero. Yep. And like you said earlier, Kurt, the Blues Blues had possession that one time, and uh,
2: <laughs> they had know, a couple of chances, there, but didn't, yeah, no there was hope. But yeah,
3: the, the Colorado just totally totally shut them down. And you know that's but the that's whole game, the one though. thing, right? But you've got to take hope from this game though that oh. Colorado oh. didn't blow you away.
2: And here's, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think here, here's the, here's the silver lining for blues fans. Um, can Colorado play any better than they did? I mean, they could sure the their post shots could have went in instead of hitting the post, but still they played, I don't know if you can play any better than they played. They played a really good game and they had two goals and it went overtime, um, yeah the Blues got you could say they got lucky with some posts or that's all the that Bennington gave them on a couple shots, whatever. however you want to say it, they didn't go in. So the the Colorado may have played as good as they can play. The Blues played probably the worst game I've seen them play since the kitchen era. It was terrible. And a uh. lot of it was not indu- was not induced by Colorado. I'm sorry. The Blues could do every time they had the puck, it was a flub pass, a mishandle, a turnover on your own end, a turnover in the neutral zone, a turnover in the offensive zone. There are one-and-done chances in the offensive zone. They had nothing going all game long. Their one goal early by O'Reilly was because of a, a, a breakdown uh, by McCarr with a bad pass. Again, it had pinballed around, went right to O'Reilly behind the defense, and he scored. I think the Blues played terrible. I think Colorado played amazing. I have no idea how this game went to overtime. Bennington was out of his mind in this game, um, so there's a silver lining. If the Blues can just play their game and play like they're capable of playing, and hopefully Colorado does not play at this elite, top echelon level like they did last game, come down to the come down to the pack a little bit. Um, but then you got to hope Bennington plays as well as he did the first game. Can he do that again? Cause that's like, that's, you can't, ask, that's, you can't that's my worry. That not day.
1: saying, not saying that the Bainton can't, but just saying basically the blues him. step their game up, like you say, and, and even Colorado steps down a tad bit, you still need Bennington to come up with 40, 45 saves, you know? Right. And can he do that again? I mean, that was a tough, <laughs> tough game. And he played great. And there's no reason to think he couldn't do it again. He's done it in the past, but you can't expect your goalie to do that.
3: Jeff, if you look up right now, you'll see Steve Smith bank the puck off of Grandview.
1: I literally exact moment. I mean, that was perfect. Are, are you watching me? Do you have a camera on me right now?
2: Yes, you are delayed yes. by like what eight seconds or so, something like that. No,
3: it's 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 a
2: good fifteen.
3: I say I'm a good 15, so, 20 think, behind you. So yeah.
2: coming into this series, coming into this series, I was like, the Blues have to play really good hockey. And Man. they need really good goaltending. They didn't get really good hockey from the Blues. They they saw what appears to be, I think, maybe Colorado's best. Um, and they, you know, you mm-hmm. can't ask Bennington to keep doing this or expect him to. If he does, fantastic. If Bennington plays this way the entire series, like he did the first game, the Blues can't play this bad, right? I mean, every game. No. I mean, we said no. that last no. year too, but they did. Um, yeah. So. You they have to play better. If they don't play better, it's right. over anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean I,
3: how about I that? Think, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think I think we'll probably see some lines shaken up. Um I, I don't think that you'll see uh Thomas and Tarasenko and Bushinevich together. Um I I think they that's gonna get broken possible. up. It's I gonna was be just the gonna Russians. Say that. Right? It's it's Barbashev's gonna be in there and Thomas is gonna go with Cairo um and probably sod on that line and Shen will go back to the top line um with O'Reilly and Perron but they yeah they they, yeah, they, they couldn't execute anything um you know you were hoping that Perron you know would step up early and you know he, he he was involved with the O'Reilly goal but you were hoping that Perron would show that he was the difference in the Blues abysmal play last year to this year but Colorado just brought it. Hoop. And and Hoop. I disagree with what you said about Colorado being at their absolute best because they weren't clinical. They didn't finish those wide empty nets. Well, they that's had what I'm saying. all the chances. Right. Right. That's
2: what I'm saying about the post. We, I mean, we, surely, we got
3: we got enough breaks to win that game last night and we couldn't do we shit.
2: We did well, I mean, obviously, yeah, we got enough breaks because we went to overtime. We had we had we got plenty of bounces. Well, it's weird to say that because we, we couldn't we, we turned the puck over so much. Um, but we did get bounces with the posts, um, and we got a couple of bounces when EJ uh, whiffed on his shot, and then Bennington's miraculous save uh, sliding across uh, with the blocker, that, or the trapper, that was a miraculous save, too. That was whiffed on, too. So, you know, got some bounces there. They got a lot of bounces, and uh, just they didn't get, you know, they one too few, I guess. Yeah. Who, who played well for the Blues? What, Bennington, O'Reilly? I see Torpchenko played a good game. Oh, yeah, t- he tor- played good. And maybe I thought uh, I thought Falk. I thought Falk game? Yeah, I
1: was gonna say Falk yeah. had a good game. Um
2: other than that, everybody else was either pedestrian or non-existent. Like that was Thomas, Shen's
1: worst game of, of oh, the seven so far. That's why I said he was Oof.
2: on Twitter. I I had never seen this is the worst game I've ever seen, seen Shen play. He was he was invisible. Um yeah. except for getting a high stick in the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, you need more out of him because he was so big in that Minnesota series.
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was very big in that series. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, with the exception of the one goal, I thought Pareko was okay. Um, defensively, mm-hmm. he played okay. He had a couple gaffes, but I don't know the the uh, turnover
3: that just. Oh my God! The the pass Pareko? right onto the yeah, oh. the pass in the the neutral zone, and he just. Gave the breakaway. Uh, oh, that's right. I forget who it was that shot it wide. Yep. But uh, I yeah, take it back. Just it was it was it was a, a Preko level gaff. I think
2: that was J T. preco Preko made the yeah, maybe that's. Uh, a, a, so I yeah. did see that play. He 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 yeah. whiffed on a pass um and uh, led to a breakaway in this game. Yeah, and they shot it, wide. Preco.
3: Yeah, that's that's what, that's we what he's talking about. about. Okay, okay. I
2: thought yeah. I thought you were saying prickle cool. like I think it was somebody else. Okay. No, 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 no. No, I
1: yeah. I think it was JK Comfer, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, yes, that, you're right. that was you're
3: the right. one that was the one that Jason referenced earlier that I said I missed to miss. Gotcha, that, gotcha. My title so,
1: The Avalanche are now five and zero this postseason. Colorado has defeated St. Louis in eight consecutive playoff games, including a four-game sweep last season. Uh the Blues have scored at least one power play goal in all seven playoff games. They are nine for twenty-seven which is a 33.3%. Uh, first time for both clubs this postseason, as I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, that the team that scored first did not win the game. Uh, Jordan Biddington, 51 uh, saves on 54 shots. And uh, I do want to mention, I didn't mention this at the end of the third, 14 to nine were shots uh, for Colorado in the third period, then 13 nothing for Ottawa. So uh, Bennington, 51 for 54. For, for Darcy Colorado. Kemper. Colorado. I'm oh, sorry, what did I say?
3: Wait, you said Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa? <laughs> like, what like, the hell? Wait, how, did, how did
2: the Senators make the playoffs?
3: Ottawa. Yeah. Man, I, like, I don't know where what? that came from. They're not even it's no Steve,
2: relevant. It, it's no Steve Bushnevich, but it's no. It's, it's no, nice.
1: no. <laughs> uh But there Temper was, also 23 was, for 25.
3: Yeah, and there was one point yeah. where... Um, the broadcast crew pointed out that the shots were. Colorado had 49 shots, and the Blues had 49 shot attempts. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. pretty bad. You
2: know Kemper, and and talk about Kemper. I thought he uh, made some big saves in this game too. I oh, mean, the Blues right. didn't have a ton of chances, but there was one uh, elbow uh, shoulder save that he made oh, that was, yeah. it was a fantastic. It was oh, yeah. Riley, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. It was. Great, it was going in, and that was great. a great chance. Great
3: pass by from behind the yeah. net. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. It, it, it looked like it looked like he got it on the shrug up because it it seemed like it hit almost back on his nameplate mm-hmm, when yeah. when yeah. the yeah. puck started going the other direction.
2: Crazy. Yeah, that was a. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. That was. Because a very Because you, you're one. getting so few chances, and then you want the one chance you do get heat. You know, you get stoned you know, on a great yep. save. It's like, ah, oh, come on.
1: Uh, so talking about this game, we want to talk about, uh, an athletic writer. No, not our friend, Jeremy Rutherford, Dom. I'm just going to call him decision. I don't think that's correct. Yep, that's it.
3: That is That is it. So yep. it's pronounced
1: Lecision. like Curtis decision. Yeah. Huh. Why not? I did not know that spelled much differently though. Uh, so, uh, this is a guy who I have actually really enjoyed, uh, over the years. I've, I usually enjoy reading his models, um, seeing his analytical work. But I'll admit, man, lately, I want to punch the dude in the face. Line him up with Philip Grubauer and uh, who is the one? An uh, Jordan Greenway. Line him up with those guys because I'm, I'm getting a little annoyed with him. Uh, so a couple tweets he had last game. Uh, he, this is his tweet. Whispers, this matchup doesn't look very different from last year. Hides. And then he responds, okay, there is one difference, and that is Jordan Bennington has decided not to suck this time. What are you fucking watching, Dom? That it could not. I, and I was I was shocked to see other Blues fans were agreeing with him.
2: I know. Like, yeah. I was like, where, where we were you guys said, last year?
1: What are you watching? Well, that was some of the one. best goaltending I've seen from him. I, I, it,
2: okay, so we know Blues fans' history with, with goaltending analysis. It fucking sucks. You know, the vast majority of people on social media, anyway, seem to get it wrong all the time. Bennington oh, was going, was going before good.
1: that. You've mentioned with the the post game show, calling uh, the post game open line, wherever that was called. uh oh, back the, in those the, days,
2: yeah, sports open line, yeah, sports
1: open line, yeah. They, yeah, Blues fans have always oh. gotten goaltending wrong, it, you know. Mm. And
2: and, and just like it, blues if, you, if you just, <laughs> yeah, if you just look at the box scores, I mean, that's not you can't you can't do that. And and obviously, you know, Dom's not a stupid guy. But and you can't watch all the games, so his models and his his opinions they rely heavily on advanced stats, and we, being Blues fans, we we watched and all Blues fans should know this. And it was written about in game time about how good Bennington was, gave him a chance in every game, to either win a game or come back in a game. He was there, he kept it close, um, but people, he's referring to Bennington as sucking last year. I mean, what's he, uh, tell me right. you didn't watch last year's playoffs without telling me you didn't watch them because yeah. right. he didn't. How, right.
3: Where, where's the advanced stats for, you know, how many goals did he give up on a fourth shot? Right. He made save after save and would get beat like because the blues defense wouldn't clear anybody out. Right. Yep. It was just, just the, the tail. And he wasn't, tail he wasn't shooting them out into the
1: slot awful. either. He was, he was kicking them to the corner but the Avalanche were always first there to get it and send it right back in front. I mean, yep. he did it was everything a, it was he an, could in that series.
2: It was a constant theme that last year, after uh, almost every game, maybe maybe one game he didn't play as well as the others, but uh, as a whole, he played very well. And it was a constant theme to say, you know, Bennington was the only guy that showed up in this series yep. to play. Yep. Everybody I mean, else was
0: a
3: if memory serves i think it was game 3 that it was like he could have done better in this game but yeah the rest of the time both games in colorado yeah. he he was stood on his head and just was a victim of bad d zone coverage blues got outplayed beaten you know, to every puck like you said yeah
2: he and here's the thing you can you can throw out all these advanced stats that say oh well you know advanced stats say this advanced stats say that i love advanced stats but it's never going to trump my eye test when you watch the games. I mean, uh I've heard people complain before that there's not really a good uh advanced statistic to properly rate defensemen. You know, defensemen kind of kind of are hard to uh analyze. Uh, that's why you have to actually watch the fucking games. And goaltending, to some degree, I think that's the case. There's a lot of advanced stats today, you know, from shots, from high-danger scoring chances, and whatnot, and they can they can break that down. Um, but then again, that's that's subjective too. What's a high-danger scoring chance? To might be different areas for some goalies as opposed to others. But yeah, I, I you you gotta watch the games. And anybody who says that Bennington did not play very well in the playoffs last season either doesn't understand goaltending or how to analyze it, or just didn't watch the games. And they're going by the box scores.
1: Uh, we've got Wade Summers, DC in the uh, YouTube chat says abs fan here, enjoying the show. Also. Thanks guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Wade, uh, been a good, well, good series for you so far for you and your fandom. Hopefully uh, we can match that next game. And next, uh, next show we can be talking about a split series or maybe even a blues two one series lead. We'll see. But, uh, Ken Morris says Blues Lab to adjust to the thin air due to elevation in Denver. Tomorrow, the Blues will win. So he is making the claim now, Ken Morris. I like it. What he uh, say? Ken Morris oh, wait, says tomorrow, the Blues will win. Okay. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, make the adjustment to the elevation. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's, I'm surprised that was the first time that came up because, you know, that's every team's excuse when they drop a game in Colorado. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and with skating with the eleven seven, we kind of asked that question last show. How is that going to affect the, the Blues? Um, I don't know if it really did, but, I mean, clearly they were not the same team we saw against Minnesota, so hopefully they make the adjustment. They're a oh. little more used to the air, and maybe we see a better uh, coming-out party for tomorrow's game. I,
2: you know, and I, I think after the game was over, I didn't even really feel um, angry, but I was disappointed that the blues uh, didn't play as well as they could have because the entire game I'm watching this, I'm like, it felt like we were going to lose, even though we were right there the whole game, even had to lead for a little while. Um, and it, it was two to one. And I, I you know, the, but the whole time I'm waiting for the shoe to fall, I'm waiting for Colorado to just break through uh, with mm-hmm. a few goals. And it just, that didn't happen. And, but, but I mean, and they eventually won the avalanche won in overtime. And uh, while I was disappointed in the the loss, I was not surprised based on the way the game was going, because I fully expected that to happen because of how the blues were playing and how, and how the avalanche were playing. So um, hopefully the blues come to play tomorrow night and uh, you know, don't give the avalanche any extra chances uh, than they are. They, because they're going to get their chances. They're a very good team. They're going to get their chances. You don't need to give them an extra 20 attempts. Uh, because of your uh, the turnovers. It's awful. Uh,
1: so uh, Jason Smith says, uh, Shen will play better, and I don't think he's intimidated because of it, uh, but he was bad also last year after Landis Cog beat him up in game one. But biggest key for me, can St. Louis blue line hold up or get healthier? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. That's been the, the blues issue, I guess, this whole postseason so far is the injuries to the blue line. You have to hope that... Uh, these guys are feeling better by, uh, by later in the series. But I mean, we talked about it last show. Doesn't look like Tory Krug will be back anytime soon, which is a huge loss.
2: You know, talking about, uh, talking about Dom, uh, his, his, his model for the first round was way off. You know, yeah. he had Minnesota at 75% to 25% uh, for the Blues. And we talked about that, about how skewed and off that was. To me, it should have been like 60, 40 for the Blues um i i didn't understand that at all and uh, that played out the way we thought you know and his his model now is what uh, going into the uh, this second round it was uh it was like 5 to uh,
1: 15 i believe something I, like I that i think the blues are going oh, to
2: it was it yeah. was 79.1 to uh 21 i think wasn't it it was like it was know. like 80% to 20 yeah but anyway i thought it should have been more i thought 65 35 for avalanche and blues. I, I was, I'm easily giving the avalanche the benefit of the doubt here. And that I think they'll win the series, but I 70, but 80, 80, 20 or 85, 15, whatever it was. Um, I thought that was a little much, but then again, you know, last year he, he, he was right in his model with the blues and avalanche last year. Right. And you, wanted, you want to, mention again. his tweet, mention his tweet about blues fans.
1: Oh, sure. I'll read that one. <laughs> uh, blues fans might be the most annoying fan base I've ever dealt with. And that's saying a lot. Uh, somebody responded to that and said basically he's kind of become the athletics. Uh, well, I don't know what do you who, who to compare him to, but
3: uh, basically. Trying Russo? To, oh, wait.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of like Michael Russo. Yeah. Trying to just give shit to fan bases, troll fan bases, to basically get people to hate read his articles. And um, that doesn't. Yeah,
3: that doesn't shock me.
2: Mm. Well,
3: We have a tie game in Edmonton, or uh, Calgary, boys.
2: I missed it. I missed the goal. I was looking Jake, down. Oh, I did too.
3: Shit. Jacob Mark Jacob Markstrom has a oh, like a seven twelve save percentage in this game. God. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. shit. This
3: is a oh, game, I'm, boys. Just, I'm just seeing, just put I'm just seeing shooter a guy ski behind the net. Just put shooter tutors in.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's bad. Uh, so they, I go was ahead.
3: going to say real quick, they flashed up a stat um, that the lowest save percentage to ever win a playoff game was seven fifty.
2: Cal- Calgary uh, up on, seven to six over. Yep, yeah,
3: yep. He's on pace to win this game. That's uh, insanity.
1: Ken Morris uh, says, "I really felt bad for Biddington after the awesome game he played." Um, yeah, and Jason Smith adds that I totally agree to blame Biddington for last year as a joke. I think there was one game he wasn't great, maybe game four. I think Bill said it was game three. I think three. it was
2: three. I think it was three. Uh, right. But
1: kept him in multiple games. Dude, as a cup, only Vasilevsky can say that of the guys left. Yeah, that's that's a good point.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, kind, of like, I, kind of like Ottinger. Ottinger, I felt bad for him. Uh, Dallas, uh, the game he had, Oh yeah, with over oh, yeah. you know, same yeah. same kind of thing, except not not quite as many saves. Uh, Bennington was was amazing. It's fantastic, and like those two saves he made right before they scored. Phew, it was yeah. just like, you know, he's flying all over the place, making saves, doing whatever he can, and he deserved better. He really did. Yep.
1: So next up for the Blues will be game two in Colorado Thursday at 8.30 Central uh, Division Time. Central Division Time. Central Standard Time. Um, <laughs> Central, Central Division Time, time. works.
0: Time. Uh,
1: so time. I think we all have the right the, the right, and the same answer here. Who's in net, Bennington or who's so. Got to be Bennington, right?
3: Yeah. Bennington gets game two. If they lose, maybe you go to who's own game three. Yeah.
2: I don't know. If if they lose the same way and he stops, you know, 40 out of 43 or something, you just put yeah. it back in. No, no, you can't. You won't take him out. If you are going
3: to play, no, if you're going to play the goaltending change card, you can't do it in an elimination game. Minnesota say- proved that.
2: I, yeah, but there, but Ruby's
3: but, gonna but try. Flurry it. Wasn't, Don't do it in the elimination game.
2: But Flurry wasn't. It, it, I, I'm this scenario. I'm pro, propose, pro, propositioning. <laughs> proposing, proposing. Um, if Benton has a similar game in game two mm-hmm. as he had in game one, and they lose, you can't right. take out a guy who has a nine-four-five percentage in the I, in, the, in, the, in the game three. No. That, and, that, and, that, and I'm not, And, I'm not, and I, at this point, you wouldn't make a change. Then unless so you you wouldn't go to who's that's. Well.
1: And that's what I'm saying. I think that if you go to him in game three, you go back to him in game
3: four. But but a coach is going to make that change. If they are down well, I think they would be stupid enough to make the change in game four because oh well Colorado doesn't know who, so they don't have a book on him. And it's not it's nothing against Bennington. It's just gonna be desperation. Exactly what Dean Edison did in game six. It was a desperation move. Coaches get stupid when it comes to that stuff. That's that's what I worry about. If if there's, an I I guess my point here is, if there's any argument that whoso should get a shot in this series, it's got to be Game Three and not Game Four, unless well, Bennington gets. It. I
1: think, guys, we are arguing sublantics here because uh, I <laughs> yep. I don't I don't think we need to worry about that because we're going to see a Blues victory I, tomorrow night. If
2: Bennington game has a game, yeah. You know, if Bennington has a has an eight five say, percentage game, you know, in Game Two. You know, or allows yeah. a couple of softies in game two, and then that's a different story. But I think, I think if he's playing really well, I mean, you're, I think you're trying to fix something that's not broken. I think I do something else. But and I understand different goalie to to shake up the team, but holy shit, um, they need to do something. But it, I, it hopefully it's not in net. Hopefully Bennington is the stable force, and we can focus on something else.
1: Yeah, let's hope. So real quick, uh, around the league, folks, we got a couple different battles. We got the Battle of Florida, the Battle of Alberta, and the Battle of the East Coast. I don't really know what to call that one. Uh, Tampa and Florida, Tampa took game one. Looks like Braden Point will be out for game two. Uh, That will be on tomorrow night before the Blues game. And uh, Battle of Alberta going on right now. You've heard us talk about it plenty. And in the Battle of the East Coast, as I'll call it, Carolina took uh, Game One in overtime tonight. So, uh, any commentary on any of the other three series going on right now, fellas?
2: The uh, New York and Carolina. Did you guys see the overtime game today? Yeah, I watched it. No. Yeah. What was Lindgren doing? The it, it deflects. He it looked like it looked like he was trying to knock the puck down with his stick. He was. And He deflected I think. It right by Starkin. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? You Trying to block this shot with your stick? No, never. <laughs> let alone in overtime. Get yeah, it was his going. His brother's yeah, going to yeah.
3: kick the shit out of him.
2: Get out yeah. of the way. It, it might have even been going wide. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what but, he uh, was doing. Shostakin had a beat on it. He had his blocker out there, and it he tipped it right under his blocker. I was like, "What? Get your stick out of the uh, fucking way."
3: Edmonton Battle of Alberta talk here. Edmonton five on three. Oh, no. Oh, four, sorry. Four on three. They didn't the in the
1: box. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, um, that's
2: a, oh my God. Whew, that's so, yeah.
1: So, we are, uh we'll be seeing uh, plenty of hockey here, folks. And, you know, it sucks after the first round. First round is just such a cocaine overload of hockey that, like, you turn off the blues game at intermission and you can just turn on another game. And it's just, Non stop hockey every night, and then you get to the second round, which is still great because you get two games a night, but you're not able to flip over at intermission to watch another game. I noticed that last night. I'm like, Oh, let's try another game. I'm like, Ah, damn it. I can't. Like, I missed that already.
2: It's a blast because you're like, Okay, this our game is about over, and uh, you know, Pittsburgh's in double overtime, so I'll I'll turn that game on in a sec. (laughs) Yep,
1: yep, yep. Well. We'll see some of that, I'm sure, but yeah, right now that's not the case with uh, only two games on in, tonight.
2: In the battle for Alberta, Calgary is up seven to six with fourteen thirty-seven on my clock. Yep, I'm at fourteen
1: forty-nine
2: to go in the third, and Edmonton is on the power play.
1: So one last thing we'll talk about today, guys. Uh, I've got the graphic and our outline here that I noticed, but uh, the Arizona Coyotes are back in the news. They will not be allowed to have their logo at center ice at their new oh. arena.
3: Right. What be- the fuck? <laughs> it's because NCAA regulations. Yep. there can't be well, there can't be advertising on the boards. Is that
1: well I I, I they, believe they, 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 the, the cloud well, show revenues. continues.
2: They get I do believe they get some kind of revenue from the center ice logo or something. But uh either way what uh, whatever they can't use the they can't use their <laughs> logo sunrise and it's just like you know uh, it's crazy it's not a good look for the NHL it's 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 kind of absurd, but whatever it's just one more one more kind of like uh, laughing uh, uh, you know tidbit for the coyotes just move them come on it, it will be so team.
1: interesting to watch home games there next year so interesting, but yeah I I'm with you. I I have been – I am all about battling to keep teams where they are. I feel like you build a fan base, you got to follow through with it. But, man, at this point with Arizona, I'm sorry, Arizona fans. It's time. I've had your back for a long time. But with this shit going on, this is not a good look for the NHL. It's very – it's not managed well at all. It looks bad, and I think it's time for the NHL to move on.
2: Have you guys seen the – Ticket prices for the Coyotes next season oh in a small arena? Oh, my
1: God. Awful. So 20 high. 20-game
2: game partial season ticket plans that run almost $9,000 for the glass seats and $2,200 for the cheapest tickets. Uh, that, yeah.
1: They're not selling.
2: They're uh, And let's see. Uh, Arizona's top season ticket price for the arena is 14th. Oh, jeez. Uh, cheapest. Okay, so the coyotes are actually cheaper than the sun devils. That's weird. But it's expensive. It's really expensive. Really expensive. I'm like, i would love to go watch a game there because of the, sm- the small atmosphere. It'd mm-hmm. be really cool. You'd be real close to the ice no matter where you are. Um, you're essentially, what, you got like 15 rows, tops around the entire mm-hmm. place? That'd be great. That would but be great. But you got to pay an arm and a leg to watch. It's like essentially, you know, the you're you're paying for just the lower half of the lower bowl. The... the closest half in an NHL arena. It's nuts.
1: It's, I cannot believe that this has been allowed to happen. Um, It's so weird. I, I it's it's almost
2: like, it's almost like a, a, something that happened in the NHL in the fifties. That is like just goofy, a a goofy story here.
1: Well, and I'm fine if the NHL's like, okay, next year you can play at this college arena, but if you don't have another team lined up, we're moving you. We're going to find, or another arena lined up. We're moving you. They signed what a I, four year deal at this arena.
3: Yeah, I it's, think it's insane. Three, like, three but yeah, three it, the fact that they'd be there after you know after a single season, it's it is a joke. You know, the NHL doesn't want to risk moving a team out of a market that they believe way too much in. It needs to happen. You
0: know, yeah, they have. It, have
3: <laughs> yeah, they have. You know, conference balance at this point. You know, and if that's what they want, move them to. Move them to Houston, right? Houston, keep, them, keep them in the West
1: or Kansas City. Kansas you know City funny? doesn't
3: want us. Doesn't want another professional sports team, from what I've been told. But,
1: but I want them to have one. Doesn't that matter? That would matter? be nice.
3: That that would be nice for us.
1: Three and a half they, hour drive. Oh, I go. Coyotes twice a year.
2: The Coyotes in the NHL are like Jake Allen and the Blues. They just kept trying to force <laughs> that team in that. Uh, environment in that uh, city and it's just not working. <laughs> Who'd have thought, Move guys?
1: 20, 2022, and we are still making jokes on Let's Go Blues Radio about Jake Allen.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, boy. All right. Well, mm. anything else, guys?
3: Nope. Uh, nope.
1: <laughs> yeah. Quite Congrats
3: the, on uh... the new baby, Ponder. Oh, wait. That's new... Alex Diprincat.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do look like that fucker. It's unfortunate. Although I think this I'm taller picture, than him,
3: this picture I'll, I'll retweet. This uh, is uncanny.
1: Does he have a beard right now? A little bit. Oh boy. All right. Well, I will, uh, if you're retweeting it, I'll go check it out. Yeah. I, I prefer Magnus Payrv. I, I feel more
2: comfortable. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Or Peter Dinklage. I'll Peter take Dinklage. Peter
3: Dinklage. That dude's the
1: shit, man. He's the best. <laughs> Uh, looking for that retweet where is it um i uh uh, well thank you i uh, i'm glad to have another baby in my life no i would not be that's awful i'm too old uh i'll look at that later uh so uh yeah and i'll say too we've had some avalanche listeners and i know like our friend dr nighthawk uh is kind of an avalanche fan more of a blues fan nice to hear from you guys thank you for tuning in and uh it's been a Been a fun series to chat about so far. Hopefully, it's a long one. And uh, remember, everybody listening, and and tell your friends, Let's Go Blues Radio is on two days a week uh, now through the playoffs. We'll try again for the same thing next week. So, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to make that happen. Uh, Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you, and by Centerize Brewery, which provides drinks brewed in our fair city and is available throughout the city and county at numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars. Visit centericebrewery.com to find a vendor near you. That is centericebrewery.com. That will do it for episode 39 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. And holy shit, guys, we have another goal in this game. six goals. Counters. Unbelievable. 14. Crazy. Uh, thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook uh, live chats during the show. I never even checked Facebook. So I apologize if on. if uh, I apologize yeah. if we had anybody, community came with us on Facebook. When I run the show, uh, I don't really check it because that's too many screens up. But uh, I will make sure to rectify that in the future. Uh, cheers to all of you and cheers to our podcasting audience as well. For Kirk Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder. And this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Beat the Avalanche. Let's go, Blues.
2: Let's go, Blues. That goal won't count their offside. Get a split in Colorado, and we'll come home 1-1, win the home games. That's it. Done.
1: You know what? I think I'm just going to cut the whole show, and I'm just going (laughs) to use what you just said, because that's all they need to know.
2: (laughs) Split the home. Split the – yeah. You you have to split. You can't not split. Have to split. Agree.
3: The goal stands
1: St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you
3: heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more Blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one
0: more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.